Hey, what's going down, my friends? Check it before you wreck it. It is 7 p.m. A little after on the 9th of September 2020. Today was an overcast day in Pennsylvania. First day back after a four-day weekend, which was awesome. You know, the way the weeks go, and maybe this doesn't make me unique, but the way the weeks proceed is that I get progressively full, um, just working, thinking, um, dealing with the same old, um, you know, mechanics of life, mostly a good life with uh, a lot of uh, aggravation and stress that threatens to kind of rain on your parade. You know, everybody deals with this. But long story short, by the end of the week, I'm fucking ready for the weekend. I'm tired, you know, just like the rest. And then it took me probably, so it was done uh, Friday, last Friday, maybe four o'clock by the time I got home and slept in and rehydrated and relaxed and a few dog walks down the creek, a few sessions of immersing myself in the healing waters of the Unami, and all of a sudden I became chipper. I I got a, a second wind third wind, and I just felt rejuvenated, you know, so it makes me wonder what I need to do, what I need to implement into my life in order to feel that way, like at the end of every day, no, we all have our routines, I liked, I I felt like I was so busy, like one of the things, things that fill me up, humor, exercise, a good meal with family, friends, Helping, learning, these are the things that make me who I am, that I really enjoy, and maybe make you who you are, things that really make me happy, fill me up, fill my cup up, and give me a surplus of energy, of enthusiasm, Uh, just give me the resources, provide me the resources that I need to get down the road, to accomplish my goals, and to be at my best. And throughout the week, if my, you know, whatever, my motivation, which I'm making motivation right now with Dr. Drill, my motivation through, uh, as I get through the week, like I get through it fairly gracefully, I perform well, I do my best at all times. Like I always, it's my custom to always leave it out there. Try not to cut corners. I do what I need to do. I got a checklist that I half of it's written and multiples that are things just pop into my mind and little tasks that I I knock out that need to get done. Responding to emails, um, cleaning, preparing, setting my clothes out for the following day. You know, but I think a little microcosm of the greater macrocosm is that just talking to my friend Emily, you know. I'll wear, she said, hey, 
those are some nice shoes, new shoes. And there's the blue Vans with a suede uh, toe in them. And I've had these for a couple years. I love them. But they're lace-ups. How hard is it? I mean, I'm 45 years old. I'm not in the best shape of my life. I'm certainly not in the worst. How difficult is it to tie your shoes? Honestly, this is a serious question. Like, I'm 45, and I freaking lift kettlebells, and I, you know, I, I can run, I can hike, I've got gas in my tank. How difficult is it for me just to tie my shoes, just to have an extra few seconds to spend in a seated position at the beginning of the day and, you know, as sore as you can be, you got to lift your leg up, you got to freaking tie your shoes, you got to find something to prop your foot up on, but you don't want to put your nasty soles of your feet up onto a, the coffee table. It's hard to tie your shoes, man. I can't imagine somebody who is, you know, 10, 20, 30 years older than me, how difficult it must be to tie their shoe. No wonder why they're always wearing Velcro and they're wearing slip-ons. I have slip-on vans that I wear, like my dailies. Comfortable, I just put them on. Sometimes I don't even need to stick my finger in the back to wedge my heel in. You know? My point is, it's hard to tie your shoes sometimes. It's a pain in the ass to get out my clothes at, you know, tonight I get home, I'm going to eat, I'm going to shower, I'm going to sit, I'm going to respond to some emails, I'm going to dig myself out of, you know, some paperwork that I've got, I'm going to prepare my lecture for tomorrow morning. Thankfully, it's already Thursday you know, due to the holiday and a shortened week, but <clears throat> I think you're picking up what I'm putting down. It's a pain in the ass to do all this preparation. Well, you just want to sit on the couch at the end of a long day and pet your dog and kiss your wife and children and be thankful. It could be just, just one more task is not what I'm looking for, you understand what I'm saying? So when I have that weekend that I can look at, you know, in my mind or on my checklist on my phone and say, all right, I'm going to spackle that. I'm going to spackle those holes in the wall from the drop uh, recessed lighting that had put in. I'm going to fucking, um, I got to mow the lawn. I got to, you know, clean up my garden, throw my, you know, plants out and salvage those things. I got to work on that, finish that um, wood carving want to spend some time with my wife and kids, got to work on that, you know, that, that lesson, that, uh, respond and grade those papers and all that shit, there's all these tasks that I have and you have on this virtual checklist, and it's a pain in the ass sometimes, I just thought that was funny, fucking pain in the ass to tie my shoes, you know, you can see why people prefer to spend their entire lives in slippers or crocs or whatever. It's just a fucking ordeal. Hope it don't sound lazy to you. It's just that some of these things you just gotta do. You know? Like this weekend 
I'm going to give myself a haircut. Or I'm going to, I think I'm going to cut my nails this weekend. (laughs) You ever try to cut your toenails recently? Like, I sit down in the shower and that's how I do it. I sit down there like a little, like a little boy or something. And I, I prop my back against the cold tiles and I shiver. And then I cross my leg and bend over and I got to hold my breath while I carefully, uh, you know, trim my nails. Sometimes I just don't have the time or the energy to trim my nails. So they get a little bit long and then I feel like a scumbag and I'm like, all right, Hey honey, can you trim my nails? He used to do it. She used to do that. She used to run in and at the end of the day, she would, I'd be exhausted and she would trim my nails. Fucking greatest thing ever. Now I know why people get, um, pedicures and manicures and just you feel like you are squared away sometimes I feel like there was just a machine like I remember this cartoon back in the day it was I think it, it had to do with a pig like the main character of this cartoon was a pig maybe Orville or something and there was some hillbilly family with their hillbilly kids running around and the pig like got pissed at them they didn't feed it and they locked it out of the house and then the pig strategized all these different physical ways to propel himself into the house. I'm going to dig a tunnel. I'm going to jump on the end of a a board and spring my, drop a rock on the other end. It's going to, it's going to catapult me into the window. That's how I'm going to get in. Whatever. Anyway, there was this machine where uh, that they invented. Maybe they could, the main the father in the in the cartoon was an inventor, and he had this thing where it would um, shower him. Just dumped a freaking pail of water on him. It would suds him up. It would scrub a dub dub. It would shave. Uh, put on the shaving cream. It would with a straight razor swish 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 swish, and you know shave him real clean. And it would put him in his clothes and just send him off on his way. Sometimes I feel that tired that I need, uh, I would love to have somebody like bathe me and dress me. I mean, you ever, after a long, hard day or whatever, you ever try to wipe your own ass? Like, you, you, it's, it's, I can see, and I work on people, uh, you know, their body mechanics all day long people with real lumbalgia and uh, physical challenges of all types and varieties, real problems, and I can't imagine how they wipe their ass. Listen, it's it's funny because it's true. I mean, I wipe my ass very well. I got a bidet uh, to make this easier, an easier task. Cleanliness is godliness, right? But I can see why some people really struggle to wipe their ass because sometimes it's hard. It's one of the things that nobody talks about. So guess what? I fucking talk about it. This is interesting. Okay. I don't know if I mentioned this before, so go ahead and stop me if uh, I already talked about it. Uh, I want to get a... I wrote a Facebook post about this the other day, and I think it's... I'm going to act on this finally. There's a lot of t-shirts that I would like to have made. One goes like this. Slogan. I'm angry because I care. 
this is applicable, and I'll kind of just uh, regurgitate this from my writing. I think I write better than I speak sometimes, okay? Most often, because I can calculate, I can back up, I can edit, and finally give you the finished product. But sometimes I have these moments of uh, uh, compositional brilliance, I think. You know, I, I get moved on a certain topic that I think people will be interested in, and I just start writing about it. So I am angry because I care. I wrote this little essay. An example is my kids are around the table, we're eating, we're laughing, we're carrying on. I play Peg by Steely Dan. Hey, Alexa, play Peg by Steely Dan. So she plays it, and we're rock and rolling, eating, talking about our day. Kids laugh a little bit too hard, or my wife drinks her iced tea, and water, uh, the fluid, the drink goes down the wrong pipe. So now she's choking on liquid, which I guess is better than solid, right? I get pissed. I get angry now. Now, I don't yell at anybody, but I look at them sternly, and I scrutinize them, and they know that I am concerned because I've seen people almost choke to death. I've seen people administer the Heimlich maneuver, and it's, it's no laughing matter, right? So I get angry because I care. Next, my kids or a friend or somebody that I care about does something stupid, and there's a consequence that I have dealt with, like a lesson that you have learned, and so you would want to share, spare other people the hardship, right? I don't want to anybody have to suffer because, you know, and learn a hard lesson that I've already learned, I would rather, you know, give them an opportunity, you know, teach them and tell them how it's going to be and that there are consequences and if they don't um, try a different method, then they could, or change their ways, that they could suffer needlessly. You know, sometimes people need to make mistakes on their own and learn the hard way. Most people do. Funny, this past weekend, a beautiful weekend, I don't know if there has been a, a sequence of four days or five days where the weather was just absolutely perfect, 85 degrees during the day, 70 or 65 at night, what a beautiful weekend, you know, a real treat for Labor Day 2020, what has been a really shitty year for a lot of us and for different reasons. Um, it was beautiful, beautiful weather, and the kids went back to school Tuesday, so um, it was nice to have a little break. So we, my daughter tells me that I was considering going to visit some friends in New Jersey, guys I grew up with, guys who I am honored to be still in touch with. I'm on, I'm honored to be on a, a text message group messaging where they basically send crude imagery and call each other dickheads and and just frat boy sort of stuff. None of them were in the fraternity, but we're still, we're so, we bonded in the Pine Barrens drinking beer and acting like jerks, surfing in the waters of Long Beach Island and just drinking beer out in the pines, driving friggin' trucks out through the Pine Barrens and pulling each other out of the sugar sand mud holes. 
It's like something out of Stand By Me, only with beer. So I'm still in touch with these guys. I said that I could commit to visiting them. And hey, you can just crash at my house. And the kids were going to come. The families was going to come. Figure we'd have a visit, maybe have a little beach day. At the end of the day, my son had a scrimmage. We had other commitments. We couldn't. We couldn't do it. And I, it's probably for the best. You know, I love them dearly, but all our lives are so complicated now. And I, I need to get over there anyway. I just took it easy. Decided to stay home, and I stand by that decision. Um, my daughter tells me another factor that made me want to stay home. Lily says, Daddy, we, you know, I want to go mini-golfing with you. We don't spend as much time with each other anymore. And I felt so bad. I never would want to be that dad, you know. So we went mini-golfing, had a nice meal, went mini-golfing as a family, had a great time. I was concerned due to the pandemic and just crowds and people. I, I, don't, I don't want to see people on the weekend. Very few people I really want to... I want to be around, let alone crowds and screaming kids and all that shit at a former farm turned mini golf ice cream parlor, right? But we went, we had a good time. On the way there, we, we were passing down this um, very busy two-lane highway. It was right off, like, northeast extension, so main highway in Pennsylvania and so right by the exit, majorly busy traffic and up on, coming down this escarpment, this like steep hill full of you know basketball sized pieces of red gravel this craggy bluff this little Bambi is is, is moving down making its way down the hill. I'm thinking, this fucking thing is going to die. My, my wife and kids are like, oh my God, a little Bambi, look how cute. Oh, please don't go on the road, little Bambi. We go golf. Can't say the, you know, can't count for every deer in Pennsylvania on a beautiful night. They're going to have to survive somehow. We go golf. We have ice cream. We come back down the road the way we came. There's the deer standing right on side of the road in a small patch of grass with cars on a Saturday or Sunday night on a holiday weekend zooming up and down the road both directions my wife said oh my god it's still there I said alright fuck this what the hell is this somebody in a freaking horse and carriage Jesus I better put some blinkers on that shit. That's in real time, okay? So, uh, where was I? So here's that deer again. It's a little baby deer. I'm thinking, oh, Bambi, please. I lock the brakes up. I freaking turn around, squealing wheels, go back down the road, stop right in the middle of the road. Now I'm in diagonally oriented, like I'm blocking the road, I turn on my four-way blinkers, my hazards, and I start screaming at this deer. I rolled down my window, I said, 
go, 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 get the fuck out of here. What are you doing, you goddamn idiot? And I'm calling this deer names as it clamors up back up the hill, just looking back at me like, whoa, what's the fuck's your problem, buddy? Because I didn't want you to die, okay? Because I couldn't in good conscience keep going and leave the scene of a potential massacre because you're a young deer and have shit for brains. You know, I I just didn't want to see anyone or anything get hurt. And this is a real thing. I mean, we all, this is like a, maybe similar to the same uh, uh, mindset that is responsible for um, soccer mom save or whatever, where, you know, you have to stop abruptly or somebody cuts you off and so, or you have to, you know, hit the brakes or whatever in your car or near accident and the mother with, even though everyone's restrained, she reaches over and tries to, you know, help save the kids. I've thought many times where if I was driving and there was, I could somehow see an accident coming that I would do that. Like I would restrain somehow. There's no way, of course, you can stop somebody from, uh, you know, they're sitting in the back seat or whatever, God forbid, and you, you get in an accident, they're going to come at a velocity that is just unbelievable. So we're just going to dislocate your arm or tear your rotator cuff or whatever. Dismember yourself trying to save people. But it's an instinct. It doesn't make any sense necessarily, but it's what you do. It's how you act. It's what you want to, it's your will to, to save people, you know? So here I am getting angry at this deer because I don't want it to, to die a horrible death. And I, I get angry at my, my family if they, uh, choke a little bit while they're eating, talking with their mouth full. And I get angry at people when I've tried to help them, but they don't heed my advice. It's just like, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's a, it's all, it's happened to us all. Like, ah, didn't want you to have to fucking learn that lesson. You know, I'm trying to help. You know, you feel like somebody's wasting your time. And, you know, this happens in all of our lives, but it's an interesting phenomenon. I thought that this was worth, this was noteworthy. A story that's uh, in- interesting and uh, and applicable. I mean, if you could help somebody, wouldn't you? I would never want to be so cynical as much as I would complain about being so tired that it's a strain to tie your shoes or wipe your ass. Um, I would never want to become so cynical or so exhausted or so mad at the world or frustrated with the stresses of life that I would be unwilling to help people or I would be um, unable to take action when it was appropriate, you know? And so I get angry. (laughs) I mean, it's funny in a way. 
I imagine most everybody gets angry at their kids like this, like if they do something stupid. Yeah, you did the same thing when you were a kid. You know? Yeah, you know, your kid might say, oh, I hate school, or I'm not going to need this anyway, or, and, you know, you say, wow, shit, you know, look, listen, I understand how you feel, I, I remember where I came from, but, you know, take my word for it, you know, just stick in there, change your mindset, you know, uh, stop, don't quit on yourself, you know, try it this way next time, and if they don't take your advice, you're like, ah, you fucking idiot, you know, <laughs> and I never, you know, I, I, I think I mentioned a week or more ago about my son getting, another example is when he was getting attacked by this prehistoric fly, which I kid you not, are black as night, and they are like the size of a, of a silver dollar, they're big, man, and they attack you, I had one attack my dog yesterday down at the creek, and I backhanded it three times, and each time it landed in the adjacent uh, weeds or brush, and it, out it came, attacking once more. I mean, it went after this dog, tried to get its little proboscis in between her wet fur on her chocolate Labrador coat. It was nestling in there, trying to get in there, get a blood meal. I backhanded it. I'm a 250-pound man. Out this thing came. So we were in the creek on Once Upon a Time, and my son and the dog, we were in the swimming hole, and these freaking prehistoric flies were giving chase, and they were harassing us. And I, I said, okay, let's get out of here. And we're walking out, and we're trudging through the shallows, and... You know, it's precarious. You could roll an ankle. You could hurt yourself seriously. If you're not careful. So I was cautioning my son. Knowing, you know, being comfortable walking in the shallows on slippery rocks. I mean, I love that shit. But I'm, I'm careful. And I'm practiced at it. So I understand certain things. So now we're walking out. Got a few more feet to go. till we hit the road. And can walk back to the car a short distance. And my son, like, convulses. He's like, ah! Cries and starts to whine and breathe heavy. And he's still walking. And he's now he's kind of at a run. And he's walking, running through the shallows like some drunken pirate that is trying to get to X marks the spot. And he's been stabbed and shot and covered in gunpowder and smells of rum. And metaphorically, or, you know, by analogy, whatever metaphor. Um... He's just stumbling through the shallows. He's got one fucking peg leg. Like, ah, ah, falls down right on his face, comes, collapses, comes back up. That's what he was like. And now he's he's been bitten in the back of the head by this prehistoric fly, and it's still chasing him. And I was trying to calm him down and calm him down. Come on, bud, it's okay. I got it. Look, there's one on me. Smash it. Giving him an opportunity to fight back. And he just like crying and throwing his hands up in the air and pouting and running. And I, I wanted him to calm down in the, in the frenzy. I was like, all right, stop being a fucking pussy, you know? You know, that's when shit gets real because now you can hurt yourself bad. 
Now you can fall down in the creek and break your leg, God forbid. You know, so I'm angry because I care. And if I can help you at all, and you're doing something stupid that's deleterious to, um, you know, your health or your life or success, um, if you're in your own way, I'm going to try to help you, and I'm probably going to get angry at you if you don't heed my advice. And I would expect you to do the same if there was a way that you could help me. Give me some advice. And if you've, if you've taken the same route and been successful and I don't listen to you, then shit on my head, you know? So, as stated, I'm angry because I care. And I want everybody to have a wonderful evening. Because I just pulled into my driveway and I'm hungry and I'm tired. And it's Wednesday night. It's hump day, my friends. Everybody have a good evening. And I will talk to you soon. <laughs>